0: This is Todd from the Junkyard Outreach. Welcome, and thanks for joining me. For more information and episodes, check out junkyardoutreach.com. Isaiah 61, verse 1, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted And Isaiah 61 is a Old Testament passage foretelling the ministry of Jesus. And keying in on that verse, he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. We have a lot of broken people in our society. And when I think about broken people, it's easy for me to recall all the people I've met over my life and dealing directly with some of the most dysfunctional people that are in our community. And You know, we just have a lot of broken people, and there's a lot of things as you grow older and you experience life that can skew your thinking. It can do all kinds of messed up things to us and leave us in a position where we're looking around going, what's the purpose? Is there any hope? Well, yeah, there is hope. And that hope is in Jesus, and it's a real hope. And that hope comes when we open up our heart to Him, and we ask Him, Lord, just open my eyes, open my heart, open my ears to hear these things, and you'll see the work begin. You know, recently I bought life insurance and had to complete the application. And the person that reviewed my application, they had to confirm with me that I was not on prescription medication. They're like, okay, I just want to make sure that we got this right. You are not on any type of medication, none whatsoever. And I'm like, no, I don't have a need for any prescribed medication. I'm fine. And that really surprised them. Because evidently people my age are commonly on some form of medication for something. So apparently that's the norm for people my age. And that sounds wrong to me and understanding that some people need medication. I get that. But certainly not the majority of people in my age group. That was crazy. And to me, this is another sign of our society being broken. But what's more alarming is we have the answer to all this stuff. Brokenness is actually something that's pleasing in God's eyes when we acknowledge it. Psalm 51, 17. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit a broken and contrite heart, O oh Lord, you will not despise. When we are broken before the Lord and we realize we have nothing to offer Him except a screwed up life with a truckload of sin, then we can do business with God. Now we're starting to be honest with ourselves. And that puts us in the right place on our face before God crying out for mercy. That's when God answers. Luke chapter 18, verse 10, two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee, That's a religious elite. And the other a tax collector. That's a despised, evil, wicked human being in the eyes of the Pharisees. The Pharisee, standing by himself, prayed thus, God, I thank you that I'm not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I get. But the tax collector... Standing far off, would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, "God be merciful to me, a sinner." I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. Talking about the tax collector, the tax collector was right in the eyes of God because he knew his place. He would not even lift his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast saying, "God be merciful to me, a sinner." He understood where he's at. And Jesus adds, "For whoever exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted." The person that understands their spiritual condition before God understands that they deserve judgment. They get it, and they cry out for mercy. And when someone cries out because their spiritual condition is so messed up, God will hear them. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5 verse 3, blessed are the poor in spirit, and that's knowing your condition. That's what that's talking about. I know my condition. I'm impoverished spiritually because I'm so wicked, because I'm such an idiot. Blessed are the poor in spirit. They get it. Then it says, blessed are those who mourn. The tax collector was mourning, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. You want to receive mercy? Be merciful. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. There's your religious people pointing the finger at you saying that you're no good, you're wicked, you're a false teacher, you're a sinner, you're an apostate, whatever. When in fact, what you're doing is you're faithfully following Jesus. Now, there are some that are apostates, there are some that are false teachers. We're not denying those people don't exist, and they need to repent. But you walk into a church and look different, and all of a sudden everyone's looking at you and reviling you. You're blessed. They're going to say all kinds of evil things against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. And these things, in my darkest times, I found them to be totally true. And when I go back to that principle of being broken, I know my spiritual state. I know that I'm nothing without God. That's when I can do business with God. Because it's Jesus that saved me. It's not me that saved me. I cannot do anything to be saved except receive him and believe. He does the work. And I can't do anything to impress him. A few days ago, I was dealing with an issue that consumed my mind to the point where I felt my blood pressure skyrocketing again. And I've got a blood pressure machine, but I didn't want to use it because that would make me more screwy when I saw how high my blood pressure was. So I kind of said, nah, I'm not going to do that. So I did what I know I'm supposed to do, taking these principles into consideration. And I knew I should have done it sooner, but I didn't because I'm stubborn. As I'm sitting there feeling like my heart's going to explode, I just found a quiet place in my house and I sat before the Lord. And I prayed a little bit to begin, God help me, I'm, I'm messed up. And I listened. I didn't say anything because no matter what I say, God already knows. He knows the truth. So I could say something and minimize it. And God's like, no, that's not what's going on. What's going on is this. Yeah, I know that. So why even lie to God? So just sit there and listen. Just say, Lord, I'm screwed up. Have mercy on me, a sinner. It's amazing how that prayer works. And after about 15 minutes or so of just sitting there quietly, and I got to confess, I did nod off a couple of times, but I kind of came right to you quickly. But after about 15 minutes, my blood pressure went back down, and I knew that God had done the work that I wanted Him to do. He gave me peace, everything settled down, and I was able to go on with what I was supposed to be doing that day. But I needed some time with Jesus to repent and just sit before the Lord and beat my breast and say, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And it works. And when you're in that state where all of a sudden everything starts to calm down, then you just want to worship him because you feel that physical response. He's healing. He's moving through us. He's taking the garbage, the toxic things out of our hearts so that we can have peace. And I was indeed blessed. But one of the things that we need to be aware of is that there are a lot of religious people who will often harbor hidden hatred and who gravitate towards a cruel and unforgiving portrayal of God. And that's tragic, especially when this type of deception is acceptable in a particular church. You know, just condemning people. You listen to that music. You're of the devil. You wear your hair like that. You're of the devil. You dress like that. You're of the devil. You know, that kind of stuff. It's just stupid and it's just hidden hatred. There's no love there for other people. The love is completely conditional. You have to be like us in order to be right, and that's just sick. Proverbs 26, 24, it says, whoever hates disguises himself with lips and harbors deceit in his heart. When he speaks graciously, believe him not, for there are seven abominations in his heart. Though his hatred be covered with deception, his wickedness will be exposed in the assembly. And declaring disdain For God's children who are different, that reveals this type of hatred. You know, we see it in such areas. Race, music, politics, clothing, Bible interpretation, etc. And hatred in churches for these and other issues continues to drive home the point that God is not the God of love. Rather, God is the God of distinctions. That's the point that they're driving home. That's not true. And they declare that even though they, the hating church, the church that hates everybody, they declare that they're the true church and anyone else that doesn't conform to our way of thinking is evil evil. And this type of toxic preaching has led so many people to just jettison from the church into the arms of the world that, ironically, shows more love, more compassion, more grace, and more mercy than church people do. And we wonder why things are so screwy. We have the answer, but we don't declare it. What we declare is our own agenda to sound more spiritual or to be more spiritual. So watch out for people like that. Go to Jesus. Go to him. That's our answer. And another thing, too, Paul, he says this to the believers in the city of Corinth in 1 Corinthians 2.13, And we impart this in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit, interpreting spiritual truths, To those who are spiritual, the natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him, and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual person judges all things, but is himself to be judged by no one. For who has understood the mind of the Lord as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Because that's where the battle is. It's spiritual. So follow Jesus, not people. Study the scriptures, asking the Holy Spirit to reveal the truth, so you won't get wrapped up in churchianity's drama, and hate. Live for Jesus, and you will be blessed. Thank you.